gotta kick off the show here. <laughs> We're in green! Welcome, Bills Mafia. You are listening, of course, to the Mafia Cast. Appreciate you coming in and listening. Hey, I'm with my good buddies here, Casey and Mike. And uh, we have some, an interesting discussion coming up here shortly that I know Casey is super excited about. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. First of all, can I just say that intro, my favorite part is Casey's little squeal. That is that is fantastic. <laughs> I did that just for you, Ryan. <laughs> I appreciate it. My wife okay. hates it. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's my favorite part. Uh, hey, before we get into this, I got to tell you. So the other day, you guys, we were, you know, kind of chatting back and forth about what we were having for dinner. You remember Mike said something about meatloaf. So we're at dinner that night with my wife, and I said, you know what? You should make some meatloaf. It sounds really good. And she's like, that sounds like a great idea. You really should do that. I'm like, wait, no, not me. <laughs> so we're like, all right, all right, here we go. So we, we find a recipe, and I smoked my first meatloaf. And I just had it again for dinner a minute ago of my leftovers. Fantastic. Really? So, Mike, thank you for the idea, uh, putting that <laughs> in my head to, to make it, and then my wife making me make it. <laughs> it's funny how I've it turned like that. I've never had smoked meatloaf, though. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm going to try yeah. that out maybe this yeah. summer. We should definitely try that this summer. Exactly. I smoke a lot. In fact, so our oven, uh, it, it broke down months ago. And I was like, you know what? I don't need an oven. I will smoke everything. I've smoked lasagna or not lasagna, enchiladas. I've smoked pizzas, I'm, mac <laughs> hamburgers. And I, you, I've even done that actually. Yeah, I've oh, smoked yeah. some mac, like yeah, and of oh, course yeah. smoking my, my chicken wings. But mm, there you go. <laughs> but let's get into the show. So uh, we've got to talk about this, guys. Um, and I know, like I said, Casey's super excited about it. <laughs> I'm gonna let you start, Casey. What do you think with all this? conversation all this chatter going on about hopkins let me start off by saying everything that we talked about pre-show if he comes to the bills i won't be like upset or angry or mad like i like it's i want all the talent we can get but i am on team draft a receiver and ron your pushback was well we've drafted gabe davis we've drafted khalil shakir but we haven't drafted anybody in the top First round, second round, or third round, you know, for Josh, and except for Dawson Knox, for Josh Allen to throw anybody to. I mean, I know, yes, when we traded Stefan Diggs, that was our first round pick. I understand that argument. But other than no, Josh has never played with a first round pick. Like, if he has, I think it might be one. But he, he, I would rather get a cost control player for the next five years who we think is going to be a star or has a severe potential to be a star than sign an aging player who yes yeah, still probably has two maybe three years left but i don't want to pay him as much as he's owed and i don't want to give up draft capital even even if it's a fifth and a sixth we've seen that's where brandon bean has been able to make his buck in the draft that's my right <laughs> yeah no 
Okay. First of all, like I said earlier, pre, again, pre-show, you can still draft your receiver if you want. Take him in the first round if there's one at 27 that's worthwhile, or if, if Bean can move up and grab um, Injig, in, Injigba, Injigbo. Mm-hmm. I can't even ever say it right. Jackson <laughs> Smith. Or, or Addison or, or Hyatt or whoever, even though I think some of those guys can you can get probably in the second round. You can still draft those guys. There's nothing wrong with them sitting as the fourth, fifth, sixth receiver and, and, and biding their time. Like, who cares if they're a first-round pick? That does not, does not automatically make them a starter on this team. And I think McDermott has more than proved that, especially last season, with Shakir and multiple rookies, Elam, who sat – and, you know, played what maybe, I guess the healing case, probably 50% of the snaps, whereas with uh, Shakir, probably 30. But that's my thing. If we can get Hopkins, I do think that that separates us or at least puts us back on par with the Jets and the Dolphins now. The Jets, we're assuming Rodgers is going over. It sounds like mm. all but a done deal, just, you know, working things out. Nah. I, I don't know as far as that goes, but – just those two teams have stacked their teams. Casey, you said last week that the Dolphins' defense concerns you. Like, they looked really good. We need another receiver that can take some of the pressure off of Diggs because right now teams can just – they double up on Diggs with that blank – or um, uh, I can't remember what the coverage is called now. One high, one low. Bracket. A, bracket, thank you. Yep. And then they put their number one corner on Davis. And I love Gabe Davis, but he's not going to beat a number one corner on most teams. So we need that other guy. And Hopkins may be that guy. And I don't think it's going to cost the team a whole lot to pull that off. They're going to have to work out the financials. I get that part of it. But from what we've seen from Bean and from some of the things that I've heard from Hopkins, as far as he's already said he wants to play for a contender, money's not an issue. To a point, I'm sure it is, obviously. But – and the Cardinals have, uh, from what I hear, have uh, said that they would take on some of that and pay some of that contract. They need to move him off their books, though. I don't know that the Cardinals are desperate yet, but I think if the Bills can hold out and be patient, the Cardinals are going to get to that point and we can get a steal, even if it is only two to three years. Mike, what do you got? I agree. Well, I mean, Roy's got me thinking here. You know, it kind of puts it in perspective a little. Would you rather have Jerry Judy or uh, or Hopkins? Um, he's younger, but price tags would be a lot higher. Um, Hopkins, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. I sort of agree with Casey, you know, he get this veteran player in here and, you know, we're in the window and, and, you know, try to make a run with him. Um, I kind of like the idea of it, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm still on the fence about it. You gotta, you gotta give up something for it. I'm, I'm stuck on our picks. I'm really excited for this draft and want, want to see what we can do there. Uh, I, then again, I, I don't think it's very deep in receiver. I don't know. Not, not a no, lot of, that's, not, that's another issue. Not very many of them are, are just <laughs> standing out. Um, so yeah, he, he'd be a great addition. I'd say I'd be fine with it. Roll with it. But what, yeah. what do we have to give up, uh, for that? This is a question. I mean, if it's Ed Oliver and one of our two fifths, then yeah, I mean, do it. You you can't hate on that trade. No, you know? no, not at all. But if they're, a little. I mean, they've already said they're not going to get the two and extra that they're looking for. So if it's 
like I said, adding a fifth or a f- one of the fifths this year and a fifth next year or a fourth next year, you know, then yes, you do make it, but that's got to come with at least a minimum two year commitment with him knocking that cap number way down. And in my personal opinion, I'd want him to go and work in the slot because he, he has such great hands and he's really good at reading the field and getting open against, against zone coverage because he doesn't have the burning speed that he used to anymore, you know? So he's learned to adjust his own game and to find the soft spots in the zone. That's what Josh Allen could really use. Um, kind of like a Cole Beasley type, but a little bit more athleticism. Yeah. Like I'm he just, would have been able to jump and get that ball that Cole missed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we saw like, he can jump with the Hale Murray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just envisioning a, a, a world where you got Josh Allen, James Cook, Diggs, Hopkins, Shakir, Davis, Knox. Like, I sounds an sweet. Insert, like, yeah, I mean, on paper, and you've got these new guards that we've brought in here, which we'll talk about one of them here in a little bit. But Connor McGovern signed a week ago. Uh, you've got some guys to push that interior offensive line now, uh, and I. I do believe that the Bills will still draft an offensive lineman or two. Where they get them, though, that's completely up in the air now. Uh, mm. I, you know, I've said for a long time, first round, that might not be the case now. Um, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> with it. <laughs> I, me too. Like I, I, I want this offensive line to be like best in the league. You yeah. know, don't even breathe on our guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, J seventeen, but uh, I don't know that that's gonna where they're gonna go with it. But um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Hopkins, opposite Judy, or in the slot with Shakir, maybe Davis, whoever. Like, go out there with four wide, and then maybe you you motion Cooks into the fifth receiver. Like, who's going to cover all that? There's not a defense or secondary in the league that can stop that. Yeah, and I don't think we've seen we'll just, Gabe's we'll full just throw every play. <laughs> I'm hoping we do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I would just. Go ahead. I, I think I. I guess I'm just looking more, thinking more so long term with, because I'm thinking just mainly about the number and the money and, and just thinking how much I would love to have a cap controlled player who's is on the right. We don't know what he's going to be, but the all the obviously all the potential is going to be there. And just the name in Jigba is stuck in my head. I mean, he's just the one that I would love to get in the first round, and it'll be hard to get him. We'd probably have to trade to late teens, early 20s to get him, but I'd. I would rather have guaranteed five years of that, like I said, cost controlled and the ceiling. I mean, there is no ceiling for something like that because you don't know what it can be. We know what DeAndre Hopkins ceiling is. I want, I, I guess I just like the unknown and the money aspect of it. When you're trying to get a Super Bowl, though, I don't want any unknowns. Like we thought we knew Gabe Davis was going to be a great number two and that didn't work out so well. We knew Isaiah McKenzie was going to be great in the slot and that didn't work out. I don't know. You better not be speaking for me. <laughs> a lot of people were like in love with the idea of McKenzie being the full-time guy in the slot. And he had a great camp in preseason too. And he looked the part then that obviously didn't work out. Uh, let me go back to the, the Judy thing. Um, Judy's on a last year of his contract, probably going to demand 20 million plus. I don't think he's worth that personally. Um, extend them. Can we really pay two receivers, 20 million Allen? No, no way. we cannot. I, to me, Jerry Judy, yes, he's younger. He just, to me, hasn't really done a whole heck of a lot. For all the hype in the draft, where he came in in the draft, I think it was a first-rounder. I'd have to yep. go back and double-check that. But 
he hasn't lived up to that. And so it's almost like kind of like the Ed Oliver deal. Like we love Ed Oliver and he showed up at times, but for where we drafted him and the, what we're paying him, he's not the guy. He's not consistent. And I feel like Judy's the same way. Could he be more consistent with a actual legit quarterback that he hasn't had in Denver? Yes. That's, a, yes. that's possibly part of it. But um, yeah, I, give me some Hopkins. We can still draft a receiver in the first round if you want. Um, Go on, Ron. Don't but this isn't going to require. <laughs> but this isn't going to require us to use a first round pick to to get him. The whole issue with DeAndre Hopkins is not what we have to give up to get him. It's the it's the financial part of it. Like how much was it going to cost us? You could front load a contract so you can pay him in his prime year, which would be this year, maybe next. And then take the rest of that and spread it out over a three-year contract instead of just the two years like it currently is. There are ways that Bean can maneuver this a contract to make it work and make it cost-effective for the Bills and still get that receiver in the first or second round. But I, then, I, I would rather see the receiver in the second round just because of the depth. But I just wouldn't be there. There's no point to draft a wide receiver first round if you're not going to play him, in my opinion. There are certain positions that you you have that you have to play. And at this point, that's wide receiver. Yeah, it is. At this why? point, why I, do you have to play him? Because you want to talk about like getting better and like building rapport with Josh Allen. You're not gonna. You can do all that in practice to a point, but you can you can never replicate game speed. So I'm not saying sit him on the bench for the practice squad. He, yeah, he'll get some playing time. And yeah, maybe he outplays Davis and Shakir and gets out there full time. I don't know, but it, yeah, that's the whole thing. He would he has he would have one chance, basically one, maybe two chances to get on the field, and that'd be beating out both or one of those guys. And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But if he doesn't, I would hate to see that kind of inve- investment just sitting on the bench for as much as he would be. I would ra- at that point I would rather just wait on a wide receiver and take one in the third, fourth, fifth yeah. round. Because then what what's the difference if you're waiting for him to if you th- if you don't think they're ready now then okay so you're waiting on it so why spend that much more capital and pay them that much more and draft them in the first round rather than wait and take them in the fourth, fifth, sixth round when you're paying them pennies on a dollar compared. Well, like you said, do the same thing. You're more likely to have a stud if you draft a first round guy. Who cares if he doesn't play the first year that much behind Diggs and Hopkins and Davis and Shakir and, you know, whoever else. Okay. I think Mike, you wanted to say something. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, Ronnie, you're, you're jumping ship on me here. I thought we were both team linemen uh, in the first. Uh, we linemen are, but I'm just, I, but... I'm making a point here to, to Casey yeah, that you can still right. get your receiver in the first round if you want. You could, but I, I don't see that happening with the recent signings and especially if Hopkins come here. I, I agree. I, I just don't see that happen at all. And maybe we get lucky and maybe one of those third, fourth, fifth round receivers, maybe he's a hit, <laughs> you know, but who knows the future will tell. Well, <laughs> I, I think the, the wide receiver class this year is similar to the offensive line class. There's a lot of talented players there, but they fall more in the second, third round category, as opposed to top end talent um, that we've seen in years past with the receivers. So I'm okay with taking a, a Jalen Hyatt in the second round or, even taking a stab at somebody like um, uh, Bryce Wheaton in the fourth, fifth round. Yeah. Get a couple of them if you want. I don't care. And and I saw somebody on Twitter commenting one time, 
because I did an article about the receivers not too long ago, and somebody commented uh, on that saying that if they were a GM, they would take a receiver, at least one receiver, every single year. If you have the picks and you can do that, I think it's not a bad idea. Same thing with offensive linemen. I would take an offensive lineman every single year. I believe the Bills have taken almost every single year since Bean's been around, they've taken a wide receiver. Shakir, Marquez Stevenson, uh, Gabe Davis, and Isaiah Hodgins. I mean, they, he, Stevenson. he still takes them. You know, I mean, he so he's trying, but he's not. He's not putting the law, uh, higher capital investment into it in the, with the higher picks in the draft. I just think it's time to to do that. I mean, but Diggs, Diggs is his contract. I mean, I know that we just signed him and uh, he just reworked his deal, but that just means we're going to pay him a little bit more in the next couple of years. Um, and eventually, sooner or later, he's going to be going downhill. And Gabe Davis has to be paid next year. And DeAndre Hopkins, same as Stephon, Stephon Diggs. I'm just thinking two years down the road, man, I mean, we might not have any of these three players. You know, I mean, I, I think at best we have Gabe and Stephon, but at worst, Stephon's like, nah, I'm done because we won a Super Bowl. D-Hop's like, same, and Gabe, we just can't afford him. But if we win the Super Bowl, then we're okay with that, right? Yeah, then we're okay. <laughs> yeah, then we're okay with that. And who cares? Let's go be the Rams and F them picks, bro. <laughs> Uh, I do. So in terms of that, I do like the way that Brandon Bean is building the roster um, because it does feel like he is planning for the long term. Um, but just like last year, we went out and got Von Miller. I, I see this uh, a move for getting Hopkins kind of the same thing. Like we're right there. We are so close. And I and I'm not one of these that believes that our window is closing. Like we only have two more years of the window. Yeah. As long as Josh Allen is playing, that window is open, period. But a lot of guys that want to play with, with the way. Yeah, well, that's true too. People want yeah. to play with him. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll move on from because <laughs> I know Casey wants to move on from the so Hopkins. bad. It's giving me um, anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking. Uh, I'm excited about the idea, and I hope that it comes to fruition. Um, many, many times we have heard names linked to Buffalo, and it doesn't happen. But we 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 shall see. Um, well, let's get into – so we're in the middle of free agency, week two here. Pretty active week for, for Brandon Bean and the Bills, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, they all came kind of in a wave. You know, it, was, it seemed like a two-, three-day period that they – it just seemed like, all right, bang, all right, bang. Look, we got another yeah. one, another one. We got the receivers that everybody was asking for. Yeah, it was like every other day. But, like, last week, I don't know, it seemed kind of slow, and then oh. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last week we got um, McGovern, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much. Well, signing Poyer, which was huge, in my opinion, the right. biggest free agent move of the offseason. As far but, as um, new possible starting you know, players. Yeah. yeah. So we got Deontay Hardy. Well, let's just start with him. Deontay Hardy, what What are your – Michael, start with you. What are your initial thoughts on him as far as um, his role on this team? I mean, it's, it's going to – I, I don't expect to see a whole lot out of him this year as far as being, you know, one of the starting receivers. I mean, he's more of, I can see him being more of like the return guy. Um, I mean, but Hines ran back a couple of them. So <laughs> this is true. The back blocker. Yeah. But I, yeah. And hopefully he, uh, he, uh, he makes memories more than just the, the butt punt. 
you know, I, I hope that <laughs> motivates him a little. <laughs> and, and we see some big time plays out of him. Um, but yeah, more of the return guy, not, not, maybe not filling the hole that we need at receiver. Uh, maybe that's more sure field. Um, but man, he's got some speed. He's got some hands. I mean, I, I was talking about, about him a little bit, uh, last week, but yeah, I, I don't mind the, the Hardy pick. Um, Not at all. He was a former All-Pro as a return guy, and and I know Neheim Hines filled that role really, really well. But um, with Hardy in the mix, I think we're going to see Hines a little bit more so in the, in the, on the offense right. and more involved in that, so hopefully. Um, with Sherfield, <laughs> there's one thing that I found out about him that I was not aware of when we first signed him. He is PFS highest-rated run-blocking receiver in the league. I mean, sweet. We see Gabe Davis. We hey, we see Gabe Davis motion into the backfield and be a great run blocker. You know, if we can get two of those guys completely disguised look with both those guys or those guys, and you know, say Stephon Diggs on the field with uh, James Cook and Dawson Knox, and get those two to both motion into the backfield to block. Hell yeah, who wouldn't be excited about that? Yeah, maybe yeah, sure. He's got good size. Can battle out a little. Create some competition. You you say that. Do you guys think that both of these signings are maybe just one? Or do you feel like that they're challenging Davis indirectly? No. No. I mean, the team's comfortable with him as number two? No. (laughs) I mean, for for as far as to who's on the roster currently, I mean, yeah. And they're like, hell yeah, he's number two. But I mean, I, I think they would like. Kind of like when we had Emmanuel Sanders, you know they they liked inter like swapping in and out Gabe and Emmanuel, and it seemed like Gabe might have been a little bit more effective because the spotlight wasn't purely on him as the full time number two receiver. Maybe I think that, yeah. I think they're looking for somebody like that to be able to interchange with Gabe, you know, and not have to play every snap of every drive. All right, Hopkins. Um, so. <laughs> uh, David, <laughs> Ronnie, I will walk off the show. <laughs> I hope you uh, David Edwards signed today, actually. And of course, we got McGovern last week. So these two guys are going to, I mean, presumably will push uh, Bates and, well, and I don't know if Saffold's been signed yet or not. I don't no. think so. No, he has probably been. won't be. But uh, you still have Ike Bucker. There's a couple of other guys that they could battle for. But what do you guys think about the, t- the two new guards? I mean, Edwards is a Super Bowl guard. <laughs> I mean, what more does it say about that? <laughs> True. I mean, it made it happen for Matt Stafford, who now isn't doing the greatest. Now, <laughs> you know, after now, the fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm on board. I mean, they really know what they're doing. I, I think, you know, O-line – the, the more and more as free agency goes on, we're we're slowly building that line, and, and then maybe, you know, the draft, we can focus on something else. Also the same as receivers, uh, with receivers. So, I don't know. I'm one of them crazy guys that think we should go linebacker edge first <laughs> at this point. We could have just stopped at crazy you, guys. <laughs> you said, okay, you said a while ago, though, that you were on team offensive line. I am. I am, so. but now we are signed. We we do need a tackle. That that is huge, and there is some tackles that I like to see first round. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely some holes there. Guard, I don't think we're worried at guard right now. Um, and that's a good point, too, because slowly Osiris Torrance has been... Checking that off the uh, list, you know? He's been mocked to Buffalo quite a bit. Yeah. And with both of these guards now, I don't know if that's necessarily an option because uh, Torrance, kind of the thing with him is he's a guard. He's not somebody, he's not a tackle. He's not somebody you could kick out and play there. He is strictly an interior guy. Uh, whereas somebody like um, Anton Harrison, mm-hmm. the the uh, Alabama uh, guy. Oklahoma. Yeah. Is it Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? He, yeah. he's a, yeah. he, he is a tackle. So yeah. if he's there, do you go that route and challenge yes. Spencer Brown? I know a lot of people are really down on Brown. Um, I'm Oklahoma. not ready to throw in the towel on him yet personally, but I, I think some challenge wouldn't hurt either. I think that's where we're where we're all on board. None of us want to give up on him yet, but like this is the year for him to prove himself. Like if he doesn't you know drastically improve this year, this will be the year that Bill's Mafia's like, all right, like you're we like you, <laughs> but like you kind of suck. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be frustrating, you know, all, all year if, if Josh is running around again for his life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it th- I think it makes sense to get somebody in in the draft to push Spencer Brown. I mean, just because we're not at this point, it doesn't seem like that is one big freaking paperweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason, my desk. <laughs> Jason, say it to his face. I dare you. <laughs> um, so competition. Quizzen- yeah, and since we're talking about the offensive lineman, Quisenberry was offered. I don't believe he's signed yet, so it's not official. But if he does, that's twelve linemen currently on the roster now. Um, and I, I. I, they could possibly draft a couple more, but with 12 on the roster already, I maybe you guys know how many they went into camp last year with, because I know you can go in to camp, I think, with 90 or 91 players. I don't remember how many of those were offensive linemen, though, but I just I, I don't see them really going in with too many more than, than those 12, do you? I see them going in with 12, but I see them. I mean, I think this is they're going to be like, all right, battle it out. Like, let's go. We're gonna. We are going to find the best five. And Ronnie, like you said, you you want to you want these guys to stay in their one position and not keep moving around. And these guys being swapped in and out due to injury, which nobody can control. But right, I I think they're they are looking. All right, this is our five. We are going to stick to it, and that's it. Yeah, I believe Buffalo only keeps nine. Hmm. Yeah, when they cut down to fifty three. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I'm pretty sure that only eight of them are active because yeah. Tommy Doyle was inactive a lot before he got injured. So I I think I just brought this up already, but I want to put it back up here really quick. Taking a tackle in round one probably means they're giving up on Spencer Brown. I don't think they'll do that yet. That's a good point. Um, as much as I've talked about taking an offensive lineman in round one, I just don't think it's going to happen now. They brought in two guys to push the the, the guards in the interior there. And to this point, if you draft a tackle round one, you are kind of telling Spencer Brown, hey, you're on notice, bro. And almost going back to what you were saying a while ago, Casey, if you draft somebody in the first round, they're probably not sitting. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true with the Bills and their staff because, I mean, we've kind of seen that. But On defense, we've never seen it on offense. We've never seen it for defense. We've not, we've seen what they do with first round players on defense. They typically start them, except for Kyrie Elam, 
I mean, Jermaine Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Trey White. I mean, all those guys got, I mean, Greg Rousseau, they all got, they were all starters from day one, you know, mm, but they earned. So they, they do a rotation. I don't count anybody on the defensive line as a starter because they rotate bro, like 33. Get off your high horse. He's a starter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've never seen what they do with a first round offensive rookie because we've never freaking had one. So we don't know what they would, what they, we don't know what they would do with it. Well, I, to the point of the defensive starters as rookies, all of those guys you mentioned, they didn't have a choice. Like we weren't a good team when they drafted those guys. They're going to plug them in. We're a different team now. We're not the same team where we don't have any talent when we're building the roster from scratch, essentially. So, again, I don't know if that would necessarily change anything or not. We all like clamor for Shakir, Shakir last year to get more playing time, and he just wasn't. And none of us can really understand why. I've heard some people comment that he, one, he struggled with the offense a little bit, but two, which I've actually heard that from some other new, like uh, Neheim Hines, in fact, on an interview, he said the the uh, playbook is not easy with the Bills, and so maybe that's something that he struggled with. I also heard he struggled with with uh, run blocking, but. I feel like we didn't run enough, so why does it even really matter? <laughs> like we need somebody out there. To well, move maybe the that's ball. why we didn't run enough, is because of that. It's well, all Shakir's fault. Yeah, I mean that's well, been no, their mo for the last three years, though. But... That's that's been their mo for the last three years, though. As yeah. far as um, I don't say no run game because they the run game is is produced. I mean they average four to five yards a carry, but it's gone downhill. The last five, kind of, right. No, it's but not the same. The, the, yeah, the numbers have gone downhill because they don't do it as much. Right. That's what I it's that's just the correlation. You know, it's just as if it's just as effective as like when Josh got here, but it's not it's just not as you it's not used as often. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the next thing here really quick because uh there's a comment in here bringing up some uh, linebackers. Uh, so that just happens to be <laughs> what we're going to talk about, linebackers. So thank you for the segue, guys. Um, this one's one of my favorites, Jack Campbell. I I wrote about him yesterday, and and I let off the article with just the name alone. <laughs> sounds like a linebacker. Picture that name in that old NFL films voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, but Jack Campbell. He sounds like he belongs on the 85 <laughs> Bears. Yeah. Exactly, right? And okay. he is kind of fits that almost old school mold of a linebacker, like downhill, violent hitter. Um, he does have some cover skills, but he's more of a, a run defensive guy. And and I know that uh, the, the defense that we've run in the last few years has been that, you know, 4-2-5 stuff. So he doesn't really kind of fit that mold, but McDermott has also made come in and we know he's taking over the defense more than likely. He hasn't made an official announcement, but that's what it sounds like. And he has said he wants the defense to be more aggressive. And Jack Campbell is not a very aggressive hitter. Like he hits the hole. He doesn't mess around. He comes with violent tendencies and I, and I love him. There's some other guys too. I'll talk about, but um, Casey, I'll start with you on, the, the linebacker, Jack Campbell, any others that, that really stood out to you that you would maybe consider as a first round or second round guy? As a first or second round? I mean, as like your article stated, I mean, I think there's like three guys that you could consider for the first round. That'd be Trenton Simpson, Jack Campbell, and uh, Nolan Smith. 
I, I, I no, there's no way Nolan's going to be there. Like it's, I, I haven't even really looked at him too much because I, it's just, I just, I, there's no way in my opinion, unless something drastically drastic happens and he somehow falls or we decide to trade way up for him. It's just, to me, it's a pipe dream. So I've been really looking at Jack um, Campbell and uh, Trenton Simpson. Jack Campbell and like he just seems like the like you said the prototype middle linebacker and weren't we all clamoring that like Tremaine Edmonds wasn't a good like run stopper like yeah he was very good in pass coverage but everybody was complaining he can't stop the run he makes these tackles three four yards down the field (laughs) yeah so isn't that something that we would really really want as a fan base to get what we were asking for. And that's somebody who can stuff the run at the line of scrimmage and has really good feel for that. Instead of making those tackles three, four yards down the field, we do have an all pro linebacker, Matt Milano, who's very, very good in pass coverage. And Tremaine wasn't amazing at it when he first got here. I mean, yes, his first game, he had a freaking interception, which was what one of two that he had in his entire career (laughs) with us. But he, you could teach. I think you could teach Jack Campbell. I mean, you could really teach him up how to how to play coverage. Well, we saw he was working with Luke Keekley, which has ties yep. to Sean McDermott. I mean, that that yep. I think that might have that might be big in Sean's eyes. But my personal favorite linebacker out of this, I've been clamoring for him since like the whole college football season is Noah Sewell out of Oregon. I think he's he can be the absolute steal of the draft. And he, you can get him in like the late third, like maybe late third, early fourth. And you'd, you'd probably be safer going like to the late twenties in the third round to get him. But I, I think he, same with Jack Campbell, as Jack Campbell, I think he can just be an absolute monster. And we see the NFL bloodlines run, and the NFL runs in his blood. I mean, look at his brother Penne. He's what he's deemed one yeah. of the best tackles already, and he's still on his rookie contract. So I, I I don't know. I think I think Noah would I would love to see Noah in the third round for us. I think it would just be perf- a perfect steal. Mike, Mike. Well, <clears throat> after after reading up what Ronnie wrote, you know, he kind of had me sold on Nolan Smith, but but now Casey's got me thinking that he might be a little out of reach. <laughs> I I have been stuck on Trent Simpson like forever, and I don't feel like he's out of reach, and we could just move up a little bit and get him. In the first or second, maybe, um, depending. But that, that's who I'm. I'm stuck with. Simpson. Yeah. I mean, he's he's flying around the field. He's fast. He hits. He's getting in the backfield. He goes from one end of the field to the next and stopping the guy at line of scrimmage. Um, we're talking about how, you know, maybe he's not the coverage guy uh, that we want, but he's fast. But he can cover some ground. Um, if he messes up, he'll at least be able to catch back up to him. Yeah. You know? But I mean, him reading plays and stuff, I was watching highlights earlier today, and man, I just I just fell in love watching him. And I, I feel like he could really get after it. I, I love the speed. I love the speed. I like Jack Campbell too. You know, maybe um a little later if we don't if we don't go first um with a linebacker. Um Yeah, Campbell, you might be yeah. able to get in this. Well, I've seen or, some mocks where he's going in the first, early second. So yeah, I I would say you got to be like thirty eighth latest to yeah. get Campbell, because right. someone's going to so trade they, up for him. 
if you don't, if, if you fall out of the first. Yeah, which I've been saying all freaking long to drop back <laughs> out of the first round if we're going to take a linebacker. Drop back to 38 and get four more picks for the guy, including the same guy you wanted at a cheaper rate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to jump off track here for just a quick minute because I noticed some of the earlier comments about Spencer Brown. For the record, I still have 100% faith in Spencer Brown. I do think he just had a down year. I'm not looking to replace him personally. I think the injury did slow his development. Um, so I I think and I hope that he's going to be fine. His rookie year, he, he was good. And, you know, you would think that they would progress. But I think the injury had a lot to do with that, and, and I still like him a lot. Um, <clears throat> That's why I really want a linebacker first. Well, and so I was going to ask you this question because, Casey, you brought up taking a line, but um, Sewell in the third possibly – who do you want at first then? Or who, you, if you had your choice, if Bean called you up and said, Hey, Casey, what who are you taking at 27? What are you telling him? I'd yeah. say trade down. Because <laughs> for, the, for the positions that okay. we need, there's trade going up. to be players trade that are up. there at, in the mid 30s in the second round. You know, if we're looking at maybe Anton Harrison Falls or that, or that, um, tackle out of uh, Ohio State. Our boy, my boy, Matthew Bergeron is going to be sitting there in the second round. And so you take Bergeron with our original second round pick and we take Jack Campbell play tackle. or or um, or Trenton Simpson in the se- early with that second round pick that we traded back for. And now we've got another extra fifth or maybe an even extra fourth this year and next year. You know, But we're still getting the exact same players that we need at a cheaper rate. What do you think about tight end? I don't think in the first. Oh my God, no! You don't think pay knock, then draft a tight end in the first. <laughs> you do not do that. And I also, I, I also, if they want to run two tight end sets, then why not? I love Quentin Morris. I think he, I think he can be very good in this league. But also, if this tight end, if this tight end um, class is as deep as everybody says, then why would you take one in the first? Why wouldn't you take one, you of, the, get one of the better ones? In the se- well, <laughs> if you can get one in the second, third round, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, you can no. get a receiver in the second or third round, so why wouldn't you do that? And get DeHopkins. Oh, we're not going to do this. <laughs> if you bring up DeAndre Hopkins, I'm getting off the show. <laughs> um, there are – so <laughs> some of these tight ends, some of them are massive. Like Darnell Washington is huge. Uh his average draft position, if you're looking at PFF, is around the 50s. But some of these other guys, Michael Meyer, Luke Musgrave, Sam Laporta, I'm hearing a little bit about. these. Some of these guys are being compared to Travis Kelsey, like that type of ability. Not Obviously, they're not – who knows what they're going to d- become. But if you can get somebody who is potentially like a Travis Kelsey or that level of a tight end, run two tight end set, sets. The Patriots, I mean, Brady made but, a living off of that early on in his career with Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski. But so if you got Brady. Diggs, Knox, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Meyer, uh, Meyer's probably not going to last to the 27th. Um, well, he could. His average draft position is 28, so it's very possible. But to your point a while ago, if some of those positions of need are not there – we know that Brandon Bean likes to go for best available. He's mentioned that many, many times. And if the best available is Meyer, why not? Just take Bijan at that freaking point. And he's not going to make it. Just take Bijan. 
He's not ma- just stop with the Bijan. Just Robinson. take Bijan. You do <laughs> know if, if he, you do know if he's there, he will be the pick, right? Like that's almost a lot guaranteed. If he if he's there, he will be taken. If Bean is true to his word and he says best player available, he will be there, and he will be taken. We got some serious holes though. More needs than that. I don't think we do now. The, the you don't think we have one, bigger needs than running back first round? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Then running back, yes. I'm just saying that as a but whole, the roster, Bean has done a pretty good job of filling some of the spots. you got two new offensive linemen who, in my opinion, are probably going to take over as the starters. I like Ryan Bates, but I, just, I, I think um, Edwards is going to push him out of there. Uh, you've brought in two new receivers to help with that depth. I know they're not the the big flashy names, and maybe we get Hopkins, and then you're definitely going to be okay there. You got Poirier re-signed. You've got Benfrey coming back from injury, Hyde coming back from injury. The secondary may actually be arguably the best secondary in football now with all that talent and depth. Oh, yeah. Um, we don't know when Von Miller's coming back, so maybe you go edge, and I know Bill's Mafia is going to have a freaking heart attack if that happens. But – or, but uh, if yeah, yeah, Mike if Will somebody, Anderson, the guy that's going to go third in the draft. <laughs> well, hey, he like, fell to um, me in a couple of my mocks. Like <laughs> turn uh, off the public. Like Simpson, um, Trenton Simpson, or is it? Yeah, Simpson. He's got that four four. I think it's four four nine four 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 three four, four, something three. like that somewhere around yeah. there. Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he could be a huge edge rusher. Maybe they do go that route. But I don't know. I, I, I just don't know where they're going to go in the first round anymore. And if he stays true to his best available, it might be a tight end. I like the or idea of getting – I, I will puke. Getting Trent Simpson, you don't, you don't want to uh, – you said don't want to throw a rookie right into the, into the into linebacker, middle linebacker, quarterback in the defense, like you said. Uh, so he, maybe he plays, he plays behind uh, for a year you know, to get up to speed. But or, serious I mean, hole there in the defense. Like, we got to fill. It's bad. <laughs> I, I'm really worried about well, it. <laughs> and that kind of brings me to another question. So you guys, sounds to me, especially you, Mike, you're not comfortable with the current answers that are on the team with uh, Bernard, Dotson, and Inspector. Casey, I know how you feel about Spectre, but do you guys think that any of these three guys could fill that role? Obviously, they're not the physical specimen that, that Edmonds is. But can they adequately fill the role, or do you feel like we have to draft somebody to fill that spot? I don't think we have to draft anybody. I think between we have, th- I personally, I feel like we have three different types of players that are competing for the same spot. We, I, I it kind of seems that way. It seems like Specter is more the prototypical middle linebacker, and mm-hmm. Dotson's kind of more how Tremaine was just in play style, and. Then Bernard is more like a Milano type linebacker, you know, fast. Uh, kind of played that safety hybrid, the Buffalo nickel in college at Baylor. Um, I I just think everybody's like, oh yeah, what about Terrell Bernard? I've just ne- I was never high on the pick last year, and it was one of the Nobody very few was. times when I was like, being WTF are you doing? Um, <laughs> but I just I. I would love to see Spectre get that opportunity. I, I he I, I watched. Him. I think he played so well, and like I said last week, he he led the league last last year in preseason tackles. Again, that doesn't happen by chance. You know, you have to have talent. You have to be able to read a de- read an offense and react quick enough to get to that ball. 
Um, I, I'd really love it. I know it's a seventh round pick trying to beat out a third round pick last year, but look what Benford did to Elam. You know, he really, I think we can all admit that Benford probably beat Elam last year for that and deserved and deserve that starting job. But Elam's first round tag, I think kept him in the game. So I think, I think that they are, uh, I think Spectre would probably have the best chance. And I'm glad you brought that up as far as the, the Benford versus Elam argument, because a lot of people were, and kind of to what you were saying earlier about first rounders, a lot of people were like, that's your first round pick. He needs to be on the field. No, he doesn't. If he's getting outplayed, play the guy who's outplaying him. I don't yeah. care if they're oh, a undrafted free agent, put him out there. If the first rounder is not ready, they're not ready. Like, Picking them wherever in the draft does not equate their success, period. So, this is a comment I love. Mm-hmm. Hold Brown, on, hey. Cindy Brown. Thank you for the future. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, something love- we could do later rounds, right? We're not. Uh, he looks like that's, in second, that's a, yeah, that's a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Somebody else brought up another point in here in these comments that I lost it already, but moving um, Milano to middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And then if you do that and then you go and draft somebody like Simpson. Perfect on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you can utilize him kind of the way the Cowboys utilize Micah Parsons. Just go get that quarterback. Get after him. Do your thing. Um, Bean has already said they have no plans at this That's point to move him. But – if you get into camp OTAs preseason and those three Bernard Dodson and Spectre are not getting it done, I don't think that McDermott would hesitate to like Milano take over. <laughs> You're the new middle linebacker. We'll plug in. We'll figure out the the outside um, spot, you know, with whoever else is left. But and then I don't think that there's a chance that it even happens. I I I think. There's no reason to move an all-pro player because you're struggling at another position. Um, I, I, you figure out that position and you keep that all-pro player there, and that's what Bean was saying. There's no way they're gonna move that because then you're changing two two positions on defense when you don't have to. Kind of like they were doing with the offensive line for the last few years. Yeah, just bouncing but, people all over the place. Hey, there. man, health and suckiness. <laughs> That's what happens, and you and you can do that on an offensive line when there's five of them, and you just keep trying to rotate and figure it out. But not when there's only two. Yeah, yeah I looking thin. The man. way the offensive line has been the last few years has just been frustrating for me. Uh, Jimmy, so news on Oliver? No, no. <laughs> Outside of, I'm sure everybody has seen the the IG comments from him and the 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 posting of the song lyrics and. And all of that stuff. Who knows? Like at this point, and I, I look at my phone constantly, probably every five to ten minutes, to looking for news and, and nothing yet. I I told the guys this the other day. I, I text uh, Casey and Mike, and I was like, I just have this feeling that there's going to be a wide receiver trade. Bean is going to pull it off. He's going to get us a big-name receiver. He's done it twice already with Kelvin Benjamin and then Diggs. Obviously, the Benjamin thing did not work out. Um. Lions fan here want to trade for Oliver a second. Take him. Round. Take him. Do it. For a second round? Yeah. Dude, I'll throw in like, I don't, Keyshawn Johnson on top of it just to make me, to make myself <laughs> feel better. Like, for a second round, yeah, I would, I would, do, I, I, gosh, I hate talking negatively about Ed Oliver, but 
he just has not gotten it done. And for $10.7 million that they're paying him this, this season and being a top 10 draft pick, I'm ready to, to they yeah, pay him too soon. To yeah. him, well, but... and to this point here, worst case, Oliver balls out and we think it's a big contract next year. And then we're kind of in the same boat that we were with Edmonds, right? Yeah. We were. I, I don't think there's, unless Ed takes a pretty cheap deal, he's not on the team after ne- after this upcoming season. Yeah, I don't think so either. Being, being the, thing with, give him, the thing with Oliver is he's a good player. He could make a lot of noise in a game if he has the right people around him. When Von Miller was on the field, when Daquan Jones was on the field, when Jordan Phillips was on the field, <clears throat> when all those guys were playing – Oliver was pretty good. He was making some plays. Like that Thanksgiving, he was wrecking that the uh, the offensive line. But when it comes down to him and he has to be the guy, he can't do it. And the Bengals showed that. They just took him completely out of the game. Like he was non-existing. He might as well have been sitting on the bench. Oh, trust me. We know. It sucked. <laughs> we know. I, I so, don't know. I yeah. loved Oliver. I loved I loved drafting him i like when i started hearing about him down at houston i started looking into him and i was like he's freaking awesome like he is it he, he could bull rush anybody but he was also playing in a lower conference you know he he probably deserved to be at alabama um but was overlooked because of size but and he played like he deserved to be at alabama but he just hasn't panned out in the nfl you know we've seen yeah. players like that all the time just not just not he, be able to do it consistently yeah he's a good rotational piece yeah, really good depth piece, but not for ten point seven million. That's the problem. No. Yeah. Not when you can um, sign your entire draft class with that one contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the next thing here, really quick, because we're actually getting kind of close on the time already. But just going to throw this out there. I know a lot of people have talked about not taking a running back in this draft, especially after signing Damian Harris. But Buffalo did visit with with Spears. Um, they met, they actually went to lunch. They, they put him through a personal workout. So there's obviously interest there. I I haven't seen a whole lot of him other than the senior bowl. And he looked really good in the senior bowl. So what do you guys think about Buffalo potentially taking another running back this year, whether it's the third, fourth, fifth, whatever, do you think that they should, or will take another running back again? I mean, the three of us were in complete, we're in constant contact during the, uh, combine and I kept telling you I was like look at Tajay Spears I was like look at it. like he did he just he looked big he just looks like an NFL running back um I, I'd love it and I I would I mean that would push it would be a battle between he and um Damian Harris for that fourth line running back spot I I think or third running back spot or if um Hardy beats out Naheem Hines for that kick for both returner roles and Hine and they're like hey we got this rookie. We got our power back. We got our satellite back with James Cook. You know, they're like, we got to let you go, Hines. I, I know he reworked his contract in order to stay with Buffalo, but that doesn't always mean that you're going, you are 100% going to be here. I'd love it. I would love Tajay Spears. He, now that we don't necessarily have to take a bulldozing running back, it opens up the ability to be more, you can play with that um, class a little bit and kind of pick and choose the players that they like. You don't think that they might just keep all four running backs because we are losing Taiwan Jones probably. He's 35 years old. He has not been re-signed yet. We've carried four in the past. Um, 
maybe there's room on the, the, the special teams for somebody like Spears for this season because Harris is a one-year deal. Uh, Hines, I think, is a one-year as well. Correct? Maybe two? I think he's – no, it's a one-year because he had two years when he one. came over here. So Cook is the only one that's under contract after next season. Uh, so I could see them taking somebody like Spears and maybe he could contribute somewhere on special teams as a gunner replacing Taiwan Jones. Uh, I, I would not mind seeing him – uh, in a Buffalo Bills uniform because he did a 4-4, an unofficial 4-4, I think 7, at the Tulane Pro Day the other day, about a week ago. And he's 5'10", just north of 200. So I'm going to make this comparison, not saying he's physically compared to these guys, but Barry Sanders, Emma Smith, Thurman Thomas, all those guys were 5'10", 200 pounds. So <laughs> they, he could definitely play at this level uh, physically speaking. He's not – I'm – Sorry, Isaiah McKenzie, but he's not 5'7 and 175 pounds. But uh, <laughs> um, there's one other thing. Oh, yeah, this one here. This is true. I've heard this a few times now. Buffalo seems to really, for whatever reason, gravitate towards those senior bowl guys uh, every year. And like I said, Spears is one of those guys that was there. I don't know nope. what his draft projection is. I was just going to ask. Like that. third round. See, now yeah. that's where I that early? We're coming back. It's like mid, like late third, early fourth, because um, it's really hard to get him in these mocks, unless you trade, unless you trade up or he somehow falls. But that's where it falls into. Just are you gonna? Are you going to draft? A, are you going to spend a third round pick on a running back that only plays special teams as a gunner? Because we would have our two returners with Hines and Hardy, so he's not going to be a returner. So he would either he'd just be a gunner. Do they want to do that? I mean, prepare that much for the future? I mean, I, I would really roll my eyes at that. You know, I would, I would fully, running ex- back? I, I, would, agree. I would fully expect one of the current running backs, well, either Hines or Harris, to be cut if we draft, if we draft a running back, or if we draft a running, if we draft a running back before, let's say, the fifth round. Yeah, which doesn't seem unlikely. There's a couple other running backs too. You know, if if we missed out on Spears, uh, yeah, I know you're a big Sean Tucker fan. Is, uh, yeah, and I've yeah, been, I, I like Roshan Johnson since the uh, mm-hmm. since the combine. I thought he looked really good. Sean yeah, he's Tucker, been around. He's got some size and speed. Sean yeah. Tucker at his at the pro day ran the second fastest forty, like in the draft class. Like that would have been at the combine. He had the most bench bench press reps he had the most he had the longest um long jump he had the second highest high jump this dude tested off the charts i'm telling you if we can get him guys i i mean that i will be ecstatic he is he is lightning in a bottle just get him the ball and let him hit a hole and watch him go yeah i wouldn't be against it i i'm with you guys though on the let's not do it before the fifth round i think no. we have other well other that's needs. where Tucker is like early is he's late fourth, early fifth, like before, before one thirty, he's getting picked around like one ten to one twenty. So, but moving up that, like moving up those couple spots, it really wouldn't take all that much. Right. You know? Yeah. I, somebody mentioned earlier in the comments, we do need a safety, I think for the, the future or long-term uh, both well, high contract runs through next year. Poyers is two more years. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they go in and extend Hyde one more year just to keep those two guys together and kind of yeah. right off in the sunset together type of thing. 
but we we need somebody to to groom for that. Would that be Sidney Brown in the second round? I don't know if they would trade. I mean, they could not trade, but draft somebody in the second round with the idea of playing them in three years or two years. I, mm. I, I don't know. Um, since we're talking about the draft, this kind of came up. Uh, I was thinking about this. You hear it all the time, how GMs always talk about, oh, we draft best player available. But, I mean, if you've got Josh Allen and the best player available at 27 is a quarterback, you're not going to take a quarterback. And you can say that about a lot of teams. If you've got um, – Dallas Cowboys, or Tony Pollard, or you've got uh, you know any of these great wide receivers or whatever. That's not always going to be the case. And so I put this question up on on Twitter on a Twitter poll, and I was actually kind of shocked at the results. Fifty-two percent of the people said best player available. Forty-eight percent said draft for needs. I was surprised by that, by how close to fifty-fifty that was, because you always hear about everybody saying, "Oh, it's got to be best player available." I, I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts. What well, doesn't make sense? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like you said, <laughs> if you got Josh Allen, you're not drafting quarterback. I, yeah. I think we got some serious needs here. And, it, and it's not like, I don't know, like Bijan would be best available. I don't, I don't think we need that. Um, we don't need that. But I, I, will say, I would say if Robinson is there, 27 is probably what they'll do. I think they would draft him. I, I personally hope they don't because we don't need it. In this league, in this league, you that just pick. don't need a running back like that anymore. Trade that pick if he's there to a team that would need him. You could do that. You would basically be essentially tra- trading B. John Robinson. You might be able to get a decent mid-round, mid-second for him if somebody's willing to jump up in front of everybody to grab him. Right. But, yeah, like, yeah. Roy Collins what do you think, Casey? sees it my way. I mean, it really depends – what to, to me personally, it's what position do you need? Do you need a do you need an offensive ta- like an offensive tackle? Like bad. Like you clearly don't have like do you have do you not have a right tackle on the roster currently? One under contract. Right. We need a linebacker more. Then yeah, then go then go take one. But right. we have prospects at linebackers, so which can warrant not taking that in at pick number 27. I can like, I can understand that. Cause if, Hey, if being's comfortable with it, then I'm going to trust him that let these three guys battle it out and just let it go. And if it doesn't work, then all right, let's go into the draft next year. No, we're going to take a linebacker. Um, but if it's somebody like, I don't know if you have to take a cor- if you don't need a corner, but there's a Tredavious white there and you already have a Tredavious white, you, you pair them, you know, you, you do what you can. You might, you might as well, because you never know what what's going to happen with somebody like, like I said, Tre'Davious White. Yeah, every team. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, what I said is the best available player for us. The best well, available yeah. player at a position that so we need. That, that we need. Yeah. So what do you exactly. think that the give but and take is? So if we're, picking, if we're picking twenty-seven, do you think that GM looks at him like, okay, everybody that's within five? you know, value, grade value, up or down? Or do you think they're looking at maybe these are the only three guys I would take at this position. If one of them is there, I'm grabbing. If not, I'm doing something def- different. How do you think that GMs look at that and, and manage that? Again, I think that deals on how badly you need what position and who would be there. You know, like if they're if he has Jack Campbell rated as, a fir- as an end of the first round linebacker, then yeah, take him. You know, like it's a position of need. And like we want him, he, if he like he'd be the BPA, 
But if he's not, and you're like, okay, he's not the best player available, but you're like, all right, we could get a nice little haul for him and trade back, then, yeah, you kill two birds with one stone. You trade back, you get the player you want, and you get more assets. But if you so need, if if you if you need a quarter if you need a quarterback, no, it doesn't matter what else you need or who you think is the best yeah. player available. You take that quarterback first overall, just like the Panthers are doing. They might have had, and everybody's saying Bijan Robinson's a top three prospect in this draft overall, but because of position, he's falling in the draft. You're not going to because they're not, they're not drafting the best player available. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not. Yeah. It's best. It's BPA by it's BPA by need. Yeah, it's, I'm going to just throw this out here about about Robinson. Here's the thing: if we gave him the ball and you and if McDermott and Bean came out and said we're going to use this guy 15 to 20 times a game, by all means draft him. But that's not our offense. We don't do that. We don't really throw it to our backs that much either. So, and honestly, I don't even think he's going to be available at 27. No, <laughs> no, I just don't. And there's a lot of people that want him, and I get that. I understand the the attraction to him. He's a phenomenal player, and and a lot of people are saying he's the best thing we've had in the draft since, like, Barkley. So I get all of that, and that's one reason why, again, I don't think he makes it to 27 anyways because you got teams like Seattle who picked a 20 ahead of us. There's, like, six or seven teams ahead of us that need running backs. Look at the Eagles who have two Eagles, like top 15 one. picks. You know, they would if Zeke decides yeah. not to go there and he goes to the Jets or the Bengals – Hell yeah! Look at that. That that is a pure luxury pick for them at this point. Now I know they've lost weapons, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I mean, a team that runs it like they do and as often and as well as they do, hell yeah, you go out and you get the best running back yeah. prospect in five years. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a Tennessee and I'm like, yeah, let's get Robinson, but we're not. That would be like the like the Chiefs drafting Bijan Robinson, and the, who hands the ball off probably maybe less than we do. Yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to pick somebody who you're just not going to use that much at that spot because that's not your scheme. Um, We're going to get out of here in just a minute, but one last thing I want to throw up here because, it, yeah, linebacker, roster, biggest hole, right tackle, more important, roster construction, get a real first rounder, improves the team more. I, I've been going on and on and on about we offensive line, make that offensive line better and better. Uh, I just – at this point, I don't think they're going to take go O line in the first first round. I would not be shocked if we trade back. Um, and I wish we had more time to talk about this. Maybe we can do it next week. But I would not be opposed to a tight end if somebody like Michael Mayer is there. So we'll leave it at that. We'll talk about that in a little bit next week. Um, but for the Mafia cast, Casey, Mike, we are out of here. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.